Many of us know how and when to prep, but do we understand why we do it? We've got three reasons that we prep, and we're going to talk about that when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you here today, and we so appreciate you taking your time, and we so enjoy bringing these episodes to you. And if you enjoy these episodes and you're not on the newsletter list, drop us an email. Let us know you'd like to be put on that email list for the email newsletter. We do that biweekly. It is absolutely free, and it comes with a lot of good information. Yeah, I enjoy reading it, too. Yeah, she gets to proof my typos (laughs) and uh, correct my grammar in a few places because I tend to write somewhat similar to I talk, to I talk, to the way I talk. Just exactly like that. Yeah. So I never claim to be a typist, but uh, we do put a lot of work into that, and we hope we bring you a lot of good information. And we're going to be coming out with more things that we see in the next year or two. And uh Have I told you what one of the latest things that we're not going to be seeing? No, we actually haven't talked about that in a couple of days. Are you ready? I'm ready. Chocolate. (gasps) You know, come to think of it, I heard a story that the Hershey Chocolate Company is forecasting not as much candy for Halloween. That they will not be able to meet their demand. Huh. For, oh, for not only Halloween but for the Christmas holidays. Oh, see, see, I'm I'm a little bit cynical. I'm wondering if that's a publicity stunt to get people to go ahead and buy chocolate now. Well, they don't have the out now. So what I would say is, when you see it out, and it'll be put out in first of October or or late September. But when you see it, go ahead and get what you need. Yeah. Wow, I never thought about a chocolate shortage. My heart is sinking. Well, that's Uh-oh. why you need to be listening Uh-oh. to Practical Prepping. I'm, I'm sad about that. And we do a lot of research <laughs> trying to find out, trying to analyze the things that we may be seeing shortages in. We address that quite a bit in this next edition of the newsletter, which will be edition number eight. Fantastic. And I wanted to jump in here and thank all of you that are doing your Amazon shopping on our website banner. It's a great convenient way to do your own regular Amazon shopping. And because you're going through our banner from our website, it actually helps support our podcast. Doesn't cost you any more. You're going to spend what you're going to spend at Amazon. Be sure to look for all those great deals. But when you go and click onto your account through our website banner, it supports us as well. 
well. And I want you to know we're receiving that support. We really appreciate it. We are an Amazon affiliate, and I wanted to encourage you to keep doing that and ask your family and friends if they would also support in that way. We would really appreciate it. We'd be okay with you asking people you don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. So, hey, buddy. <laughs> Would you like to do your Amazon shopping and help out a great little podcast? Yes, please. Yeah, go ahead. Do it. Do it. Yeah, it does help the podcast, and uh, it pays most of the bills mm-hmm. as far as the cost associated with this. We're still in the red, but we certainly appreciate um, folks that start their shopping at our Amazon banner. All right, let's get back to this and talk about what are these three reasons why we need to be prepared. What What's the benefit? And that's what a lot of people look at in a lot of things is what is the benefit to me? I think the very first one that comes to mind is being in a state of preparedness completely eliminates the sense of panic over trying to get material items in your possession. Yeah, panic comes from not being prepared. And you know, panic will mess with you. Yes, and that's why we in law enforcement practice with so many of the things that we do. Uh, you, You think about we shoot on a firearm simulator, and so it's a way to safely get in a gunfight, and you do this over and over and over, and you're prepared if you are ever put in that position so that you don't panic. Right. We, it, you're, you're not only stocking your shelves, you are practicing your mentality of preparedness because it's not really a matter of if an emergency will ever happen to you. It's a matter of when and what kind of emergency will you face. Exactly. And nearing the time of need is not the time to tear through the grocery store in a panic. You know, remember that game show where people used to have a like a setup, like a supermarket sweep, I think they called it, and they had a certain amount of time that they had to go and find certain items. And they were tearing through that grocery store at high speed, and they were knocking each other's carts and grabbing stuff out of each other's carts. And, of course, it was all fun and games because it was a game show. But you and I were thinking about that the other day. I said, you know, it can become something like that mm-hmm. in a food panic situation when people are just going to go hog wild if they feel like if I don't get it, I'll never get it. And I want to get it before the next guy gets it. And look what happens on Black Friday with a $200 television. Oh, my goodness. With fights. People and- actually get hurt, even killed. Yeah. Over stampedes. And, and figure that kind of a mentality with... I must get food for my family. Yeah, that that just proves the point that in the thick of the emergency is certainly not the time to think that you're going to have the ability to just put your hands peacefully on everything you need because somebody's going to beat you to it and somebody might beat you up for it. Being prepared eliminates that panic. And I think about the, and, and I'll always chuckle at this one, and that's the the toilet paper panic of 2020. Yes, you know, COVID was one thing, but it opened up and revealed something nobody anticipated. Even you and I didn't see that coming, but we were prepared. Why? We already had cases of bathroom tissue in our prepper pantry. 
And so there was no panic buying mm-hmm. on our part. And I'm not trying to brag. I'm trying to reveal to you how wonderful it is to be able to sit in your peaceful comfort of your home and not have to go running from store to store to store only to be disappointed over and over and over again. Yeah, and don't think that we went and bought cases of toilet tissue. That came from our system of prepping, of buying a little extra each time. Mm -hmm. So you would buy, when you bought one uh, 24-roll pack, you bought two and we put one up. Sure. And so over time, that grew to where we were able to weather that situation and uh, even able to bless some others along the way that were not quite so prepared. We'll get to reason number two when we come back from talking about our sponsor today, and that is Jim Curtis Knives. Jim Curtis Knives, these are handcrafted, hand-wrought, beautiful, heirloom-quality knives. You're going to want to contact Jim Curtis on Facebook at Jim Curtis Knives. He will custom craft a knife of your own design, or you can purchase one that's already made. Don't forget, if you want a sharp knife that's heirloom-quality and very affordable, look up Jim Curtis Knives. What's reason number two? Reason number two for the reason why we prep is to ensure that we have the things that we need when we need them. We mentioned the toilet paper shortage, and that's just a very, very good example of ensuring we have what we need. Now, here's something to understand. If we have a major SHTF, then there's not going to be enough supplies in the store for everyone in town when the panic starts. You know, that's true. People are going to go through there, even if it's not open and they have to break into the store, they're going to go through that store like that game show, filling up the buggies. And I have the feeling that there are less preppers in society than there are more people that do not prepare, say, beyond two or three days worth of anything. Mm -hmm food or material supplies or that sort of thing. So I feel like, in my estimation, the greater population will be the ones panicking. And do we want to mix in with that? I mean, let's be honest. I don't want to get in a panicky crowd. I, I don't either, because that's going to wind up with shots fired and it's not going to end well. That's not. Yeah, that's now, not we're good. talking about a major SHTF yeah, event yeah. there. But now if you have, if you're starting out and you're thinking, gosh, I can't put up a year's worth of food or I can't put up six months worth of food. If you'll work toward having four weeks, that would cover a hurricane. You can, Mm -hmm. you can have a couple of weeks and cover a tornado. You can have one week and cover most of our power outages and weather events. Mm -hmm. Or any type of a snow event in this part of the country. So the big, yeah, some other parts of the country, you know, our snow is uh, not even They don't even report it. No, they don't even report it. (laughs) It's not even official. I've I've joked many times about when we have a snow, and this happens 95% of the time, when we have a snow, we just drink an extra cup of coffee and go in a little late. Yeah, because, because it, it may snow in the morning, and by 2 o'clock, it's gone. It's gone, and yeah. a lot of times you can drive by 10 without having any road issues at all. Mm-hmm. We want you to be prepared because there's not going to be enough to go around 
in a major panic. You know, you and I were talking about this particular aspect of ensuring what you need, because whatever you think you need, other people are going to need the same things. If you need food and water, they need food and water. And so panicking and scrounging and scrapping and fighting it will ensue in mm-hmm. a, what we're talking about, a cataclysmic event where we're going to see real, true, long-term shortages. Exactly. And what is it that everybody buys when they say snow down here? Milk and bread. Milk and bread. Get your milk and bread or you will die. We used to tease each other in North Carolina. We'd say, I guess people are making milk sandwiches today. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that seems to be a a very common thing because people know that their children are going to be home from school if they're not already homeschooled. And they've got to be able to provide something, you know, for the kids to eat. Yeah. And if you don't get in the car when they mention the word snow and go to the grocery store, there's not going to be any milk and bread when you get there. You know, what's going to be left stuff like bison and tofu and turkey necks. Yeah. You've either got to stock early or get there first or take what's left. Yeah, there was a photograph once in back in the COVID 2020 year of a grocery store. And it was the meat counter, like mm-hmm. the meat and deli and cheese section. And it showed mostly empty spaces. But what was left was the type of foods people were not wanting to buy. There was jars of sauerkraut. There was kimchi. And there was tofu. And I think there was imitation crab. I don't think the imitation crab was there. I remember there being bison, There's literally, bi- yeah, and that, bison. that's why I thought about this. <laughs> bison. Is because of the bison. I guess it so, tastes you like know, it's just beef. You kids know. were having buffalo again. <laughs> so that just helps you to understand the reason why you prep for the second reason is to just make certain that you're on top of your storage and that you know that you can put your hands on the things that you need without having to go scout for it like in the old West days. Yeah, stocking early is prepping. You know, if you get your if you get there first, that's just lucky. Yeah, it is. And taking what's left is what most folks will do. Yeah. They'll they'll have the picked over and then they may have to resort to the handouts from, you know, friends, family or community. Oh my word. Yeah, I know. And that's a very strong reason to prep is that's that's a very good second reason why to prep because it puts you it sets you apart, and it removes that fear mm-hmm. that could ensue. And other people are going to be putting themselves in a bad position by not prepping. Yeah, panic and regret are two states of being that nobody wishes for, Mm-mm. especially if they're responsible for the welfare of others. You know, how many times have very desperate people just whined and moaned and said, oh, if I had only... Mm-hmm. And, you know, fill in the blank. Right. You know, if I had only stocked gasoline, if I had only bought a generator, if I had only understood how to purify water. Yeah, years ago, the general public scoffed at preparedness. The You were considered wacko mm-hmm. if you were a prepper. Yeah. But after the last two years? Folks aren't scoffing anymore. No, and I will say not. that that's one of several good things that actually came out of the pandemic lockdowns. It opened up and revealed people's uh, awareness mm-hmm. of what an outage and a shortage and a supply chain issue really is going to feel like. And we went from about 3% of the population who would claim to be some type of prepper or into preparedness in some way to now... Something like 53% of the population 
claims to be preparing in some way. That is significant. And we've got another word from our sponsor. We'll get to reason number three as to why we prep when we come right back. Yeah, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about my Jim Curtis knives. Krista surprised me with uh, a gift of a Jim Curtis knife twice. Uh, one is an is made of Alabama Damascus. And it has a beautiful blue, white, and red handle on it. And Jim calls it my church and party knife. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's really it's gorgeous, a fancy knife. gorgeous yeah. knife. And the second knife is what Jim calls more of a work knife. It's a little bit bigger. It's a little heavier, a little heftier. And it has a beautiful, I think it's pecan wooden handle. And it is a smooth blade. It's not etched. And these, it is a workhorse. It really is. Now, all of Jim's knives come with a lifetime guarantee. They come with lifetime sharpening. And they come with two Band-Aids because they really are that sharp. And, yes, I've used both of mine plus a few. (laughs) Yes, he has. All right, so now we're coming to reason number three as to why we prep. Why do we prep? Well, it changes our thinking. That is very significant because preparedness is not really a hobby or an afterthought. It actually is an intentional lifestyle choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is something we do all the time. It has to become part of your lifestyle. It has to become part of your intentional game plan when you've got those emergency plans and you have to assess whatever threats you could actually face, such as automotive breakdown or sickness, job loss, storm damage, you know, the the everyday uh-ohs that can happen almost anywhere on this planet, you've got to know that at some point you're going to be affected by one or more of those things. Yeah, well, the lifestyle thing is you begin to look at things for value over the cost. Exactly. And it makes you decide on how your dollar is going to be spent for that value. Sometimes you think that's a little more than I would want to pay, but if I'm going to be using this product, this item, this knife, this tool, this gear, if I want 25 to 40 years out of it, I'm going to have to pay more for that quality. The quality costs more, but the value is better. I was actually talking to one of our grandsons recently, and I actually had a Jim Curtis knife in my hand, and I said, uh, you boys will just have to fight over this when Papa's gone. <laughs> but I expect them to last not only my lifetime, but probably theirs as well. But now when we look at value over cost, we'll go to the bulk store and we'll buy a big pack of 10 or 12 of something. Sure. You know, and Or a case of... Um, well, one good thing to buy a case of is cream of mushroom soup. Oh, yes. Because that I like it just as a soup, but Krista uses it in so many recipes, and many of you women do as oh, well. Yeah. You can't be a Southern cook without cream of something, whatever soup. <laughs> and so buying a case costs more money than buying one or two or three or four cans of cream of mushroom soup. But buying it in bulk, saves you a lot of money in the long run. Well, and it saves you time. 
as well, because now you're not having to continuously jump into the car and go back to the grocery store. You know, recently on one of our podcasts, we were talking about being very thrifty with the gas in the car Mm -hmm. and about combining trips. And so buying in bulk, the things, the food items or, or material items that we're going to use on a pretty daily basis or at least weekly basis, it saves us so much gas money. And, you know, a penny here, a penny there, pretty soon you're talking about real money here. But if you just think, you know, you can buy, say, and I'm not sure exactly what it's costing now. It, I know it's costing more than it used to. It's probably, what, dollar and a half a can now in a grocery store? Yeah, and somewhere so around there. If you're going to buy two cans, that's $3. Yeah. If you go to the bulk store and buy a case, it's probably going to cost, what, 12 to $15. But you're going to have so many more cans in there. Oh, yeah. So, yes, it's a bigger financial outlay up front. But it saves you about, what, half or something yeah. like that. You find that run. when you're a prepper, you start getting better at the math mm-hmm. on a lot of things. You start getting better at realizing your the, the cost of what what does it cost you to save time? What does it cost you to save money? And when you begin to balance that with making a bulk purchase or a larger purchase, you know, we really took our time when it came to buying a generator, Mm -hmm. but we wanted a very good value for our dollar. We didn't want a cheap Ola, but we also didn't have the money to lay out for a $15,000 deal either. So we purchased the very best quality that we could afford. And we're very happy with that decision because it'll help us in the long run. So that changed our thinking about how we budgeted and how we planned for making that purchase and being a prepper makes you change the way you think. It also broadens your perspective. You begin to think through the things that could happen. And that's what we were looking at with the purchase of the generator. Now, we could power up for overnight. And Krista definitely wants me to either power my CPAP Mm-hmm. Or go sleep on the couch in the den, one or, or the at other. the neighbor's house, or you know, <laughs> <laughs> put the tent in the backyard. I love the CPAP. <laughs> I can sleep because he wears a CPAP. Somebody said, "Do you snore?" I said, "No, I wear a CPAP." <laughs> when the doctor asked me if my first wife ever complained about me snoring, I said, "Doc, the neighbors have complained about me snoring." <laughs> I now, can I've, see that. I've had. I've had game plans for a number of years for powering overnight or even over a three or four day period. But I don't know what we would have done if we were without power for a week with the options that I had. And I had those options because I went to the hunting club and had to take my CPAP or the son-in-law would make me sleep in the truck. (laughs) And um, we had no electricity down there, so we had to have options. So it makes you think through things, and we begin to think through what are we actually going to do if we have an extended power outage. Even over three or four days, we're looking at losing freezers. We're looking at losing refrigerators. So that made us think through it. But it also teaches you to have backup options. Yes. Yes, it does. You you can now begin to explore the what ifs and the maybes and the hey, what about what do you think about this? And you might even be able to dialogue with your family about your preparedness mm-hmm. options and your plans. And by doing so, you have normalized preparedness and you've made it a very viable 
conversation topic, and a way of life so that everyone can be on board and have some kind of contribution to the effort. Yeah, and you learn multiple ways of doing normal things. Mm-hmm. And we went through this when it came to cooking. We, we've stocked up food, but if we have an extended outage, how are we going to cook our food? And so we have five options now for cooking our food. Yeah. Same thing with staying warm. We have options on staying warm. That don't involve power. That don't involve yeah. power. Mm-hmm. Now, the longer term does involve a generator, but yes. we'll stay warm. Yeah. You just begin to think through these things, and if this happens, what do what I do? Well, if this happens, what would I do? Then go through and think that if your plan fails, what's my backup? Yes. We're going to eat. We, we've got five options. And six if you eat it cold. But <laughs> That's true. We're going That's to eat. True. Talking about changing your thinking, it also heightens your awareness. Yes, because becoming a prepared person makes you think about and research data, and it makes you aware of the things that are going on in your community, your county, your state, your nation, And ultimately, all around the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, we live in a very connected world now where we can find things out on a global basis. I mean, even in our lifetime, we, Mark and I are in our 60s, and we remember international reporting as, you know, a once a week thing on the nightly news for a half an hour, and that was it. But we didn't have any awareness what was going on in the next state. And back then, you had to... Read the newspaper read to the keep newspaper. up what was going on. Or catch so, the one newscast that was broadcast on right. TV, and there were only three channels back then. Three channels. Total. Yeah. <laughs> Total. Yeah, you had the noon news, you had the mm-hmm. 6 o'clock news, and you had the 10 o'clock news. And there, somewhere in there, there was a national news, and all of these were only one half hour. Mm-hmm. There was no day-long, 24-hour no. news cycle. Well, at 6, I think you had the local news, and then... It might have been the national news first, and then at six thirty you had the um, the local news. Either way, so but the, what I'm yeah. really saying here is it makes you become aware of what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and we've tried to keep our listeners aware by talking about other um, sources like Forward Observer mm-hmm. and some of these other websites that you can go to if you're wanting to find out some topics of of information that you're not going to get on the mainstream. Exactly. And in today's Forward Observer, and I actually copied this and this portion, and someone had text asking how we come up with the intel that we come up with. And I just explained the process, and it has to do with scanning a lot of news sites, a lot of news articles, and I'm scanning them, but if it sticks out of interest then I will read it and glean what might apply to us and to our listeners. And this is one today where Mike Shelby wrote about the USDA saying that the situation with the wheat and the corn has declined again. So this is pushing me back to looking at more of the corn yields, more of the wheat yields, looking at, and just to give you an example here, 
I started out with this thing that Ukraine, being in a war, wasn't going to be able to export the wheat that they normally export. And 43 countries, not including us, but we don't buy our wheat from them, but 43 other countries do. And if they were unable to export, then that was going to push the world market and much of the American wheat would be competing on that market. And even if it didn't go out of the country, it would be more expensive. And I looked at the fertilizer situation. Russia is the number one producer of fertilizer in the world, and they can't export right now because of the sanctions. And the American farmers are paying three times as much, the last I looked, for fertilizer And some of them are having to farm some of their land without fertilizer. And that causes a 40% reduction in the yield. So therefore, I deduce there's going to be some shortages and it's going to be higher prices. And I explain in this upcoming newsletter even more about some of that. So what I'm really talking about is paying attention to what's going on in the world, paying attention to what's going on in the United States, And as you said, our state and our local area. Mm -hmm. So we keep up with those kinds of things and we see how the jigsaw puzzles fit. And that's how we try to figure it out. Yes, we're all connected in some way, personally or geographically, Mm -hmm. uh, financially, emotionally, and in terms of like physically because of the the food and the water supplies that we need. We, We have to be able to see outside of our own scope. Yeah, and the whole idea here is to be able to be independent, to be self-sustaining through these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. To be self-reliant. To be self-reliant, and that is a strong motivation for prepping. The sponsor for our podcast tonight is Jim Curtis of Jim Curtis Knives. Jim Curtis is a fascinating fellow. Mark has known him quite a long time. Jim is a retired firefighter and had a very good and illustrious career in that way. And then when he retired, he decided to take up the hobby of knife building. I think probably initially it was just a self-interest. It was something he wanted to do for his own knife collecting and maybe a a friend or two or perhaps a relative said, hey, you know, I'd like to have a knife. I'd like for you to build me a knife. And before you know it, he's got a retirement hobby that has really kept him busy and he loves it. He absolutely loves it. He's a strong Christian believer. He's a wonderful family man. He's just as funny as funny can get. And he's as country as a turnip green. And we really love Jim Curtis. He's a wonderful man to know personally. And his expertise and his gift and talents for knife forging and creation are just out of this world. So I really encourage you to go to the Facebook page of Jim Curtis Knives and view some of the beautiful products that he is building. Sometimes he'll even show you a, you know, day-by-day, play-by-play build on the knife from the from the bare metal and the bare wood all the way through the steps to the fine polished 
creation that he comes up with. And uh, he will do a lot of commission work. He'll do more than knives, too. I understand that he'll also do cleavers, uh, other blade-edged types Mm -hmm. of things. Uh, You just have to contact him. You can private message him on Facebook. He will get back to you. He's very uh, attentive that way. So I really encourage you. To consider a Jim Curtis knife uh, as an heirloom gift for someone, very affordable. Some of them are absolutely one of a kind. You will never be sorry when you invest in a Jim Curtis knife. And we thank him tonight for being a sponsor of our podcast. Okay, anything else you want to do? Wrap us up tonight with what we've talked about. Well, we talked about the three reasons why we prep, because we know how to, we know when to, but did we always know why? The reasons why is for to eliminate the panic that could ensue. It ensures that we have what we need, and it also changes your thinking to broaden your perspective outside of your own small world so that you know about the things that can affect you and the reasons why you prep. We'd like to hear from you. Why don't you drop us an email? Tell us how you like the topic. Maybe even suggest a new topic of your own. And you know why we do this? Because stuff happens and Mark and I want you to stay prepared. And we'll see you next time. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And remember, Stuff happens. Stay prepared.